Hey guys, welcome back to the Wisdom and Stuff podcast. I'm your host, Daryl Boucher, and this is where we cut through the Christianese and tradition-based thoughts that hinder us from the limitless lifestyles that we as actual children of God are designed to walk in. So let's go ahead and dive into the Word and see what the Holy Spirit has for us today. Okay, well, welcome back, guys. Uh, Wisdom and Stuff podcast. This is Daryl Boucher. I have uh, two guests uh, with us today, Robert and Amy. Hello, guys. Hello. Hello. And uh, so we're going to be talking about uh, everybody's favorite subject. And uh, if you don't know about it, it's because you're deep in it. No, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, it's uh, it's uh, soulish idolatry is really what it is. And uh, and that's something people hate the word idolatry, as they should. But um, but they are often in it, and they, <laughs> they don't want to admit it. Uh, but I think most people just don't really know the actual definition of it. That's true. That's true. That is actually thinking the best of people. No. <laughs> so Robert is walking in more love than me. And uh, so, uh, no, but, uh, but it is true, though. A lot of times people don't, they don't identify it because they don't know what the actual definition is. Um, I have found that even if they do, they don't care. They keep going. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but anyway, we will, uh, we believe that there's freedom for everybody. And, um, and we also want to just kind of take the curtain back on stuff and not leave uh, things fully armed in our life to rob from us. And um, and the thing is, if we're ignorant of these things, it says you know, we're no longer ignorant of the devil's devices. And uh, if we're ignorant of things, things can, they can take from us, they can rob from us, and we can be in cycles, we can be going through the same things and blaming the devil when it really is not the devil. It's, um, it's something that is being produced out of our own heart and our own mind and our, our own soul. So... Um, the good thing is that there's freedom for these things, and it's very easy. Uh, so, anyway, uh, I guess with that, yeah, here we go, guys. So, <laughs> are we ready? Ready. ready. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, I know Robert and I were talking about this the other day because I just asked him if there was something just really that he has learned in different seasons of his life. Um and uh, it's important for us to pay attention to seasons. It's important for us to be aware in our walk with God and uh, to have our eyes wide open as we're walking. Not to be self-critical or anything like that, but to allow God to show us genuinely what's happening in our life. And instead of being, being a victim to everything uh, and blaming everybody or blaming the devil... Uh, there's a lot of things that are going on in our life that really are our own doing, and uh, and we just simply have to be aware. So with that, when we were talking, when I was talking to Robert about it the other day and asking him, this is what the subject he brought up. I didn't even bring it up. I didn't pry it out of him at all. Um, so uh, Robert, why don't you just share a little bit about what you were talking about with some of the things that you mentioned or you noticed in your own life? Yeah. So um, I I noticed a, a pattern. Um, it was I, I had a lot of several really close friends like you know just abruptly uh end the friendship Mm -hmm. and um you know for all of them like they didn't say why i had no idea and so which is why i think it happened four times in a row is because like i didn't know what the problem was um and eventually i i finally you know the holy spirit helped me to reveal what the issue was and it, it was just it was, I didn't have a good sense of, you know, self-worth and value. And, and so I was looking to these relationships to provide that worth and value for me. Uh, and so, um, you know, that was 
spending time with these friends was the only time I felt loved and valued. And so I always wanted to spend time with them so that I could always feel loved. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and so, you know, that really, I mean, that, that became idolatry that I put them, I put them in the place to be my supply for, you know, self-worth. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's not a place anybody can be in. And so it got to the point where they like, I was wanting to spend more time with them than they were wanting. And, and so that led to them, um, ending, ending the friendships. Yeah. Um, and, and then, like I said, it you know, happened several times and, and nobody would say why. And so then, you know, that, that led to just bitterness and, you know, anger. So it's like, you know, why, why is, why does this keep happening? Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's not, it's not fair. How could you not even tell me what the problem is and give me a chance to fix it? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and and so then, um, so then, I had you know issue of not only not only the soulish idolatry, but then now I now I have a, just bitterness and anger building up, you know, and and um, wanting to not wanting it, not wanting it to happen again. So it, then that led to like wanting to put a guard around me, like close yeah. off my heart and. and and not let anybody get close so that so that I couldn't get hurt again, you know. Right. Well, there's a whole bunch in that, right? So there was yeah. like there's like layers of things just going on with layers. that that just began with, you know, basically putting people in a position that only God is supposed to be in. Right. And it just it it took you down a, a rabbit hole mm-hmm. of cycles of hurt of pain, which also led up like what you were saying to resentment to hurt and and, and just right. being angry and not understanding what's going on <laughs> right and uh, let, well uh, I want to unpack that a little bit more because that's that's uh, th- these are all things that people go through these sure. are all things that people walk out uh, but before we do that um, uh, Amy why don't you get, just kind of share you know kind of where you're coming from with it yeah I I feel like I'm in the same place where a lot of my um, soulish idolatry um, came from relationships that I had with people as mm-hmm. well and um, finding my self-worth in those relationships. Yeah. So, And I love what Robert said earlier about how people don't really identify it as idolatry um, mm-hmm. because you think that it's right to want to be accepted by people. Mm-hmm. And you think that there's like there's like a pure form of that, I'm sure. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but wanting yeah. acceptance and love from people and drawing yourself forth them, from them um, feels right for a long time. You know, you're right. in friendships and you build these relationships over time and it feels like it's only right to expect love and acceptance from them. But yeah. um, but like Robert said, that is often idolatry and it just, mm-hmm. it's like disguised um, as wanting uh, love and acceptance from people. Yeah. And so um, very similar to like Robert's uh, story, I also found my self-worth in relationships. Um, so. I I had a lot of idolatry built up in other people and finding myself worth in them and not God. And it yeah. took a long time to realize that that was really idolatry and that I, I could only find myself worth in God. Yeah. And that's a huge one. And, you know, you both talked, we've talked about these things over the years because I've known, I've known you guys for a long time. But, uh, but that's a big one that... You know, once again, just kind of breaking down the word idolatry, because uh, as as even Robert pointed out, people don't necessarily identify it as that, or they don't want to, uh, because idolatry is a very scary, evil word. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, it's it's like, oh, you know, idolatry. That's like golden calf style stuff. Yeah. You know, and and so they're they they don't ever want to. It's almost like you know when you're 
you know, if you're a little kid and you're playing the Twelve Disciples, nobody plays Judas. You know, it's like it's not. It's not like, oh yeah, I'll be Judas today. You know, nobody wants to be Judas. Yeah. Well, you know, nobody wants to identify with idolatry uh, because it's a. It, we know that it carries something that that God abhors. You know, God can't stand it. But but uh, but I do want to kind of. Uh, I, I, you know, we need to understand how important it is, but I also want to disarm that, you know, so that people are not scared of it, you know. Yeah, and I felt like um, you can quickly recognize it when you start feeling really hurt and disappointed by other things and other yes, people. Right. And um, when you just want a friendship that's healthy and you do have expectations on people to yes. sort of reciprocate love, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But when you walk away feeling hurt and shame and, <laughs> and just pain, <laughs> yes. you know yeah. you know that you put them in a place that they don't belong. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a great point. It's a, um, I, I think one of the things is... Is because there is a difference between expectation and requirement. Yeah. And in relationships, you know, we should expect things in relationships, but not require things. And uh, and I, I, was, I was talking to a couple one time years ago about that. And uh, and uh, at first I was do uh, I was just talking with with them and not like necessarily counseling or anything, but we were just talking because I know them. And uh, I was talking to the to the wife and uh, and we brought the subject up. And uh, and I I told her that I was like, well, you know, you should expect things of your husband, but just not require them. And she went silent. And you know, she's raised in the church. You know, she's you know loves God. You know, been a Christian her whole life and everything else. And uh, and she went silent. And and she you know she's very transparent. She goes, I'm kind of having a problem with that. You know, and uh, <laughs> and I'm like, well, you know, if God meets all my needs, if yeah. He meets all of them, then there's no requirement on anybody. And uh, and and so uh, and she goes, well, I'm I'm gonna need to really you know like just really digest that you know i'm like okay fine whatever and so anyway several days later um uh her husband calls you know and we were just talking and uh he's like oh yeah you know I, I i was talking to my wife and and she mentioned the whole requirement and and ex- expectation thing and he goes he goes yeah i'm really having a problem with that too he goes i don't understand the difference between the two he goes how do i know when i'm in one versus the other you know it's a great question yeah you know it is absolutely a great because people you know, we we just don't ask the right questions a lot of times, or any questions, and um, and so uh, so I said, well, here's the difference. The difference is when, and this is exactly what Amy you were just saying. The difference is is when I put a requirement on them, and they don't do it, then I get hurt, mm-hmm. or I get mad, or I I want them to repent, or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, and um, and so there's something that I feel they owe me, and there's a debt, and uh, and that's where there's requirement is where I've placed something on them that I think is inherently mine from them, and even though it was never communicated, <laughs> you know? Right. And, uh, and it's just an inherent responsibility they have toward me. They don't meet that. Now suddenly they owe me something, and if they don't, you know, whatever, pay it back, which they can't, um, if, if they don't measure up to that, then there's a hurt, there's a pain, there's a bitterness, there's something that I'm holding against them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but if it's, just, if it's an expectation, uh, because we should expect proper behavior from people right but there's no requirement on that so if they don't do that to me then 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 i'm not walking away hurt i'm walking away praying for them yeah because i know they don't know their place yeah well and and like you know love has to be freely given and unconditional otherwise it's just a transaction it's not love exactly And, and, and so you can't have you can't have um any requirements you know like you're saying about debt because because then then it's not love yeah when 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 they have to do something in return mm-hmm. then it's not love yeah that that is so good uh 
because it says, you know, we, we, you know, we love each other as Christ loved the church. And while I was yet a sinner, he died for me. That's how much he demonstrates love. It's like, oh, I'm yeah. not waiting for you to change. I'm just going to go all the way. And although he's doing it because he loves me and he wants me to respond to that and freely receive it, if I don't, he doesn't love me any less. Absolutely. You know, so his position toward me doesn't change, and uh, no matter what I do, and uh, and that's to me that's a big indication of just love, where I can I cannot change my position toward a person no matter what they do. But uh, but yeah, it's um, it's, uh, it's when when we're talking about idolatry, once again, just kind of disarming that word a little bit. Uh, we do need to you know take away the stigma of it being you know so cursed almost uh like this thing you know or because if it's cursed then we'll never admit to it we'll never actually acknowledge it like the golden calf yes it's like no one would actually admit right. i've got a golden calf in my closet but there's something in your heart <laughs> yes <laughs> exactly yes, exactly <laughs> yeah and, and that is that is the case we have we have things in our heart that are idols and uh but we don't want to admit that they're idols and we want to call them something else, you know. And so we'll just we'll say, oh, that's just a problem I'm dealing with, or that's something I'm getting over, or um, yeah, you know, when I was a kid, da 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 da. And therefore, here's how I think about that, or you know, uh, yeah, I know I need to really you know change this about that or what. Well, there, there's a there's there, there's a, a window there where God speaks to me, and He tells me something needs to be corrected. And there's a window where I go, yes, I'm cor- I, I have to correct that. And so I repent and I allow God's grace to deal with that. And I no longer identify with that. Then when that window is passed and I haven't done anything, now it's an idol. And, uh, and because I've literally said I would rather that person relationship situation meet my needs rather than God meeting my needs because I don't trust God enough to meet those needs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think uh, it's always about, it's just about trust, always about just letting God... And not, I shouldn't say it's always about trust. It's uh, uh, it, sometimes it, it can be about ignorance because people don't actually know God is meant to meet those needs. They've been trained by the world that people are supposed to meet those needs, <laughs> or that God is going to meet your needs through the thing that you think is right. what you require. <laughs> so, like you think yes, God yeah. is going to meet your needs through those people, right? So you put the responsibility still on the people yeah. to meet the needs for you, but you yeah. say that it's going to be god that does it and it's right. like well that's yeah. still not really god meeting your needs <laughs> so good <laughs> that's a really good point uh because we we have a cop out right <laughs> like, yeah like, oh yeah 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 yeah. god totally meets my needs through this person and this <laughs> exactly. person and this person god like, gave me a great yeah, friend and yeah, a great yeah. you know spouse great, and a yeah. great mom and so through them god's meeting yeah. all those needs and yeah well and you know we 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 look at the fact that you know God created us for a relationship. And, yes. and, and so, like, well, so if we're made in his image, then we should also, you know, be seeking a relationship. And so why is that wrong? Well, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, we were created for a relationship as well. But it, it where we get off is, is when we look to that relationship to meet a need. Yes. Exactly. And that's because God did create us for a relationship, but he has no need. <laughs> yeah. So he didn't, he, he's not coming into my relationship with him with need. Um, uh, uh, you know, that's, uh, you know, once again, uh, that, that need is such a big, uh, you know, appetite that people have. And they get told, not just by the world, but also by the church, that, 
you know, once you get married, then this is what you look to your spouse toward. You know, like, oh, your spouse is going to be, you know, your better half, like we talk about, which is garbage. Or um, or they're going to be, you know, they're da-da-da-da-da. It's like, no, wait a minute. Where, where is that in the Bible? Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't say that anywhere. It literally says that we're one flesh and that we come in whole and complete, entire wanting nothing. And, you know, like, you know, like I've said before, it's like, it's, you know, uh, it's a great mystery, Paul says. You know, well, two halves making a whole is just addition. It's, that's not a great mystery. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's like, <laughs> that's just simple math. Um, yeah. The great mystery is two whole people coming and making one flesh. That's a mystery. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, but we get we get it taught like, oh, you know, until you're married, you're not complete. Really? Okay, tell that to Jesus who completed me. Right, you know, I think exactly. that's an insult. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Um, well, and Jesus never got married, so was he not complete? Yeah, I know. I, I feel sorry for him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still praying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, but uh, uh, but uh, yeah, it, it, we need to realize these things that we've been we've been taught a cultural concept that is from the world, and some because people don't ask the right questions, they've allowed those worldly precepts to come into the church. And then they get taught godly things like, oh, yeah, well, God will meet your needs this way, this way, and this way. It's like, well, you know, my my spouse or my friends or whoever relationally should no more meet my needs than my job meet my needs. You know? Yeah. And I do want to say, like, for years, I would still acknowledge that God was meeting my needs, but yeah. I wouldn't act that way. So mm-hmm. I would I still didn't really understand that God could actually meet those needs for me outside of the things I thought it had to happen through. So um, I realized that he will actually make you feel whole and complete and and totally loved outside of those things that you always thought that you needed to feel that way. Yeah. And so um, he truly does want you to tangibly feel that. And uh, And for years, I would sort of acknowledge that, like, Yes, I am whole in God, but, <laughs> but I really want A, B, and C. I really want this, and yeah. God's going to do this yeah. for me because he loves me. But it's like I was still looking to those things to feel fulfilled. Yeah. And it took a, quite a while to sort of unravel those feelings and realize that God wanted me to feel that way regardless of those things happening. Yes, right. And now with you, because, uh, um, you know, Robert talked about even some of the cycles that he went through. What about you? Like some of the cycles that you went through, you know, just just in general, what you know, what what were the the, the things that you saw the fruit of that, uh, the fruit of the idolatry mm-hmm. that were still coming up? That mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, you know, cycles happen over and over again, mm-hmm. and so eventually we see the fruit, <laughs> and we're like, wait a minute, <laughs> this could be a tree. <laughs> it's, it's not just a fruit that I saw on the side of the road. There's actually a tree producing this, <laughs> and it happens yeah. to be my heart. But anyway, yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, the so. tree of idolatry in my life uh, always came down to those uh, toxic relationships. I would go in and out of these toxic relationships constantly looking for fulfillment Hmm. in other people. And uh, the fruit of that ended up being um, brokenness, hurt, pain, Mm -hmm. um, over and over and over. And what ended up being was a cycle. So even though, I, like I said earlier, I would acknowledge God meeting my needs, but my actions didn't say that. Mm -hmm. I would continually seek for fulfillment outside of God, even though I would say, well, God is still meeting my needs and I'm whole in him. And that's, that's the truth. Yeah. But I didn't really believe that in my heart and I didn't feel fulfilled. And so yeah. I would go through these cycles still looking for fulfillment in other, in other people and other relationships. And, okay. And that's, uh, it's so, it's just so important that we're, the only reason why we're identifying these things is so that people can, can realize that what they maybe have gone through is not something that they need to go through forever. 
um, this is not normal Christianity. This is just normal idolatry. <laughs> you know that happens a lot. Yeah. But but he doesn't want us to continue in these cycles where we are you know continually being hurt or frustrated or things are happening and we're like. I don't know why that just happened. Like the, the rug just got pulled out of me again, mm-hmm. you know, right. and, and uh, it's, it's like we get sidelined every time, you know, and then we think we're right. And then six months later, we're going through the same exactly. thing or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's not what God ever intended. That's a wilderness experience where we go around the same rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, um, you know, for me, when it came to God meeting needs, like all I'd ever heard is that spoken of in a, um, like a monetary or a mm-hmm. physical sense. Yeah. And, you know, the Bible says, my God shall supply all of my needs. That's right. And, and so um, the Bible is only truth and exaggeration is not truth. Right. So if it says all, all means every kind, every all, nothing excluded. Yes. And so God meeting all of my needs means that God will meet all of my emotional needs as well as my physical needs. And yes. so... I'd, I had never heard that preached. I'd never heard that spoken of. Mm-hmm. It, so I, I didn't know that I even could look to God to meet my emotional needs. And, and so that that's where I got off in trying to have that met through people because I, I just didn't know. Yeah. Nobody ever told me that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that's, that's um, uh, it's interesting because uh, you know, when you're talking about soulish things, it says that, that the word uh, is able to save our souls. And, um, and that's not talking about salvation. He's talking to born-again, spirit-filled believers in James when he says that. So he's actually talking about our mind, will, and our emotions. And he's actually literally saying, listen, your, your souls, your mind, your will, and your emotions, there, there is a way that God saves us to the uttermost, and he literally comes in and t- uses his word to literally renew and redeem our soul. And, uh, and he redeems it out of the uh, cycles of need that the world is constantly in. Um, Knowing that God meets our needs soulishly, um, you know that obviously we can we can uh, agree with that truth. Uh, I, I think right now, what happens is people, honestly, what I over all the people that I've talked to about this over all these years, uh, most people don't want God to meet their needs uh, because it requires them to abandon their feelings. Yeah, and so. They, they they want to allow their feelings to tell them what's going on instead of what the Word says. And so you have to humble yourself to the Word instead of your feelings. One thing uh, I think you told me years ago was when we are dependent on people to meet our needs, we actually bring that into the relationship. True. And I love that you said that because instead of being very aware of the kingdom in you, bringing that into your mm-hmm. relationship, you're bringing this um, toxic need. And so... Um, you're just aware of how unfulfilled you are yes. already entering in into a relationship. And so that's all you reproduce throughout the whole relationship. <laughs> yeah. And that's yeah. why you go through the cycles because yeah. you, you don't bring in an awareness of wholeness and an awareness of him with you. Mm-hmm. That's true. And, and you're, it's, it's like what Robert was saying too, is you, you, um, you're bringing in something, you're bringing in that need and you're actually pushing people away. And the reason is because, like Robert said, those people can never meet that need. Yeah. yeah. The design isn't there in them. They have no DNA That's to meet good. that need. So there's nothing in them that can actually meet that need. Yeah. And so when we when we come in with this assumed role that they have that is so not right, and, and sadly, they're probably coming in with the same role to me. 
So now I put them on a pedestal that they could never, ever, ever qualify for, and they put me on a pedestal the same way, where they're trying to get my, they're trying to get needs met by me, because worldly people do that. That's what yeah. all they know how to do, because they don't know wholeness in Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, sadly, most of Christians do it too, unless they're 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 taught and renewed. And uh, but but there's uh, but once we, if we're doing that, now suddenly we're placing a requirement on people that they can never meet, and. All, and and even if they genuinely want to bless me, they're going to feel inadequate in that. Yeah. Because I'm I'm requiring something that is well above their pay grade. They cannot be God in my life, and uh, and so ultimately they're going to feel either smothered or or they're going to feel like I was too needy, or they're just going to feel like they can't measure up to what I want. Yeah. And, Absolutely, and it's 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 going to feed that toxicity into yeah. it, and it's, it's going to sabotage the relationship. Yeah, and uh, and the whole reason is because neither one of us are supposed to be coming in with need, mm-hmm. and uh, and we're supposed to be coming in with supply instead of need, and uh, that's. Uh, but we we need to wrap it up for this time. But we what we'll get into next time as far as just the. Uh, um, just kind of breaking the cycle of that and um, and kind of what the key is to all that. So, praise God. Let's go ahead and pray. Father, we thank you, Lord God, just for revealing, revealing, Father God, the, the strategy of the enemy. And then our part, our cooperation that we've actually played in that, we just want to be totally free from these things, and we just give these things over to you. And we thank you, Lord God, for freedom from idolatry. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us today on Wisdom and Stuff. Don't forget to subscribe to get new updates and check out our podcast page on Podbean to find all our previous posts and full-length messages. We'll see you next time and have a blessed day.